This is Paul Davy, Yield Point Specialist for Egg Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHF Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman along with Randy Conan and Tyler Donaldson. The North Dakota Northland Potato Growers has announced Executive Director Donovan Johnson has left the organization. According to the Potato Bites newsletter, Northland Potato Office and Finance Manager J.C. Kernsteiner has assumed all additional responsibilities in the interim. Well, pickups have taken over downtown Devil's Lake today for the first day of the Lake Region Extension Roundup. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick has this update with uh, the speaker that kicked off today's program. We're at the Lake Region Extension Roundup talking with uh, Greg Lardy, uh, Vice President of Agricultural Affairs at, at NDSU. You shared a message of resilience here to kick the, the program off. Shared some very personal stories as well. Why is this an important topic for this ag audience? Well, Don, it, I think uh, one of the things that uh, you know we've experienced over the last decade is generally really good financial times. We've certainly had some weather challenges, but uh, we all know that in agriculture, in the future at some point, we're going to experience some financial challenges. There's going to be other challenges that are come our way. And I think it's really important for our audience to be able to understand you know, some of the components, the foundational components around resiliency and why that's important and really how we best go about uh, bouncing back from some of those adversities and challenges that we're, we're going to face. Uh, we just don't know when, but they're going to come our way. You talked about some of the components of, of being resilient. Uh, could you share some of that? Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of the foundational things that I would point to is it's important to maintain uh, relationships with, uh, you know, individuals, friends, family, uh, colleagues, uh, that, that support network that you've got is really important. And then really it, a part of it is just really an attitude of, of uh, understanding your circumstances, uh, finding gratitude and, and gratefulness and, you know, kind of some of those daily things. And then also, you know, a focus on understanding what you can control and what you can't control. And, and uh, sometimes that's breaking the problem down into some smaller components, but really trying to understand uh, what it is that you can change yourself and what some of the things you just have to accept. A lot of us in ag are, are pretty independent people, and, and it can be hard to, to ask for help, but we shouldn't be afraid to do that. Exactly, and that's, uh, you know, one of the other messages I would have. Uh, growing up, my mother su suffered from depression and uh, some other mental illness challenges, and, and uh, you know, being able to ask for and, and find the help you need for those sorts of things is really, really important. Again, thank you for sharing your message today. You're welcome, Don. Greg Lardy from NDSU. As we come to you from the Lake Region Extension Roundup, I'm Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network. Some snow is expected over the week in the northern plains, but it may not be heavy enough to protect crops from the significant cold that is expected over the coming weeks. World Weather Incorporated expects total snow accumulations to range from a dusting to three inches, with the greatest amounts occurring in Minnesota and the eastern Dakotas. High temperatures are expected in the 20s and 30s, with a few single digits in teens on Thursday. USDA winter wheat condition ratings improved in a few key states. The Kansas crop rose from 36% good to excellent at the end of November to 43% as of December 31st. It was just 19% good to excellent last year. Oklahoma wheat rose from 53 to 67% good to excellent. That's up from 38% last year. South Dakota wheat condition is up 2% from November 
number to 54% good to excellent. That compares to just 16% good to excellent last year. Farmer sentiment fell just one point in December, according to the latest Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer. Purdue University uh, uh, Commercial Agriculture Director Dr. Jim Mentert says uh, better harvest than expected likely contributed to a reading of 114 points. You know, from a psychological perspective, that just kind of makes you feel better as a producer. I know it certainly did when, when I was helping my dad farm. And I think when I visit with producers, that's certainly what I pick up talking to them as well. When you're harvesting a good crop, it, you, that does provide a boost in sentiment. And the other related factor, obviously, is those stronger yields translate into stronger income prospects than people were expecting, particularly in that kind of late summer, mid-summer timeframe when people were so worried about what was happening with respect to yields and concerned about what kind of crop they'd have. So I think at the end of the year, looking back, people said, oh, income this year, whole situation a little bit better than we thought it was going to be, uh, particularly in that summertime frame just before harvest really got underway. Well, high input costs remain the number one issue. There's been a shift in producers' concerns for the coming year. Number one concern for producers was high input costs in the upcoming year, and that's still true in terms of the number one choice on the December 2023 survey. But the percentage of people reporting that has declined significantly. People are looking more at the risk of lower crop and livestock prices as a big concern for their operation in the upcoming year. That's a very traditional concern in agriculture, something we always worry about. What has been unusual these last couple of years has been the emphasis people have put on uh, number one, the high cost of inputs, and secondly, um, the availability of inputs. There's still a few people worried about availability of inputs, but that has come down markedly over these last two years. Farmers should answer some questions about previous performance when planning for the coming year. University of Minnesota Extension Farm Business Specialist Garen Paulson says producers in the Southwest Minnesota Farm Business Management Association says 2023 seems to be a good example of an average crop for many producers. When we finish up doing this analysis, it's going to show them, hey, did we make a profit in 2023? Did we show a loss? Um, you know, what type of crop did we grow? Did we grow an average crop? Well, in that year of an average crop, did we show a profit or did we show a loss? It's time to, to take a good hard look at our farm's finances to see how we're doing. I would say, even though we had a very dry summer that, that on average in southern Minnesota, the producers probably did grow a pretty average crop. So it's, a, it's a, good, a good time to take a look at how we're doing. While input costs were high, producers had a good opportunity to market crops ahead of harvest. 23 is probably the most expensive corn and soybean crop our producers have grown. And uh, the ones that did some margin management that went ahead and got some corn sold when they were buying those inputs when, when the price prices of corn and soybeans were better than they are today. They're probably going to see some real dividends for having done so. So it's going to be real fun this year to, to get all these books analyzed and, and see, see the differences. There is a tremendous difference in producers out there in, in uh, southern Minnesota and how they manage their operations. And, and I think now that margins are getting tighter, we're really going to see those differences. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Rainfall continues in Brazil. World Weather Incorporated says northern Brazil will continue to see regular rounds of rain and thunderstorms through mid-January. Rainfall totals by mid-month are expected to range from 4 to 9 inches over most of Brazil. 
Rainfall in Argentina is expected to increase this weekend with regular rounds of rain and thunderstorms beginning Friday and running through mid-January. Rainfall totals by mid-month in Argentina are expected to range from 2 to 4 inches. Saner Group Ag Hedge Lead Ted Seifred says weather still is playing a critical role in the grain market. It's still a weather market. Everybody's all over the place. You have some guys saying that, you know, this is a complete weather change for Brazil and that their growing season is going to be better from here on out. And that while damage has been done, we're going to stop hearing uh, our estimates of the Brazilian soybean crop coming down and they'll start to bounce back a little bit. Other forecasters say we can go right back to hot and dry uh, and, and this isn't over. Uh, and then still yet another set of forecasters talking about how, well, okay, now it could really start to rain too much. It could be quality concerns. Um, and so you don't really know. We're not completely out of the woods of the weather market. And seasonal trends are still in play in the livestock markets. And seasonals actually have been working a bit better for cattle than they have been for grains, for example. Uh, so I do think there's more upside potential. We had a bull flag uh, scenario kind of happening on a chart there that we we really kind of broke out to on the upside yesterday, even though we didn't close above it. Uh, but I'm optimistic that there's more recovery to come for the cattle complex. Uh, I, I really think we overshot the mark to the downside. Lowen and Associates President Pete Lowen says corn and wheat continue to push lower while the soybean market is rebounding. Well, overnight and yesterday's ugly trade, it was uh, good to see no continuation of that. But from a technical standpoint, looking at the charts, we did, uh, did quite a little bit of damage yesterday, a little support that what yesterday's low was, which was a quarter penny off of uh, uh, some minor support level, but lots of thin air below that. I hope we don't find that. So, The livestock market is giving back some of yesterday's gains. So from here, it's kind of a battle between two things. Uh, yesterday's uh, product trade, choice beef cutouts, down over five bucks, which was a nasty drop. And after the first of the year, when we're supposed to have good beef demand through the holidays, that was uh, kind of a kick in the teeth and on the bear side of it. But the opposite of that is this snowpocalypse that's forecast for middle of next week and beyond that uh, should uh, provide some friendliness. So, I, you know, this, this beef thing's kind of caught between which one of those two things will win in the short term. I would like to think that product downside is limited, um, given the fact we did get, just go through New Year's. But... Uh, time will tell there. Polish farmers and truckers have resumed a blockade of a border crossing with Ukraine that was in place from November to December 24th. The protest aims to secure government subsidies for corn and prevent tax hikes. Although the Polish ag minister has sent a note telling farmers their demands would be met, protesters say the blockade will continue until the declaration is made official. Mexico and Brazil are working on a plan to keep poultry and egg trade going amid potential avian flu outbreaks. Brazil is the world's biggest exporter of poultry and has seen recent cases in the wild and backyard poultry. That plan will set up containment zones in both countries that could stop a nationwide shutdown if that disease were to show up in commercial flocks. North Dakota Farm Bureau has announced several thousand dollar scholarships for high school students and undergraduates. The scholarships will be in five categories, including one for college students pursuing ag-related degrees, an NDFB family membership scholarship, and one for high school seniors pursuing post-secondary education in agriculture studies. Interested candidates can find more information on the scholarship page at ndfb.org. The deadline for applications is March 1st.
USDA will reconvene its public hearing to consider changes to the federal milk marketing orders on January 16th. This hearing process began in late August near Indianapolis. Significant changes have not been made to the federal orders in more than 20 years. Find more farm news. Visit rrfn.com. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Stop the Bleed trainings will be taking place across North Dakota over the next three years thanks to a grant. Grand Forks County Extension Agent Caitlin Landis says these trainings are useful to rural communities across the state. Even when we think about Grand Forks County, we have um, a, a large urban area of Grand Forks, but that's way on the east side of the county. So if you're starting to go further west, even some of these smaller towns that do have an ambulance um, or response, um, response team, they still might be 15, 20, 30 minutes out, depending on how long it takes those first responders to get there, um, get that call, get into their gear, and get out to wherever there might be an injury happening. And Grand Forks County will host a training this month. There is a training on Thursday, January 18th at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Arvilla Community Center. And so it is a 90-minute training where the School of Nursing from um, NDSU, along with NDSU Extension, will be partnering to offer this free training to residents. They will go through all of the certification steps, um, learn how to use a tourniquet properly, and get certified and stop the bleed. And so if you are, and if you have some medical professional um, background, you can also be certified to teach the trainings as well if you go through a little bit um, more thorough training beyond just the 90-minute training. And anyone interested in hosting a training in their community are encouraged to contact the local extension office. The full schedule can be found at ndsu.ag slash stop the bleed. Taking a look at markets before we leave you, Minneapolis March wheat down five cents at 7.09 and three quarters. May down five as well at 7.20. Chicago wheat six and a quarter lower at 600 and a half. Kansas City down six at 6.23. March corn futures a penny and a three quarters higher at 4.65 and three quarters. July penny and a quarter higher at 4.89. Soybeans March futures three and a quarter higher at twelve seventy six and three quarters. May soybeans four and a half higher at twelve eighty five and a half. Live cattle February futures down ten cents at one seventy one eighty two. April live cattle twenty seven cents higher at one seventy four seventy seven. January feeder cattle fifty seven cents higher at two twenty six. February lean hogs. 20 cents higher at 65.52. This is the Red River Farm Network.